welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We get to have some more channeled messages for my lovely 5D collective. The three-year-old, open-hearted, spontaneous human love narrative. That's what we get to be when we're a functional adult who knows that just because one person might quote-unquote betray you does not mean the entire globe is now, you know, you can't trust anyone. So on that note, Michael Yapko, PhD, the discriminating therapist, he shares in one of my NICABM courses about how clinical literature and research literature has shown that there's a type of thinking, which is a cognitive style that is highly correlated with PTSD and how people respond to overwhelming events. And that style is called a global cognitive style. Global cognition, also characterized as overgeneralized thinking, instead of saying that relative is no good, I go to the larger level and say you can't trust anybody. Being able to compartmentalize past from present so that they are not saying things like, here's what happened to me, which is why I can't do this now. Abused at 10, so can't have good sex life now. Compartmentalization skills also ensure not reinforcing global thinking. And these are notes, <laughs> which are now not making sense. So let me expand in a minute. Uh, looking for differences or similarities. Uh, she is now responding to the similarities. So how is making love to husband like uncle abuse? No question to ask. Bad one. Okay, so they're trying to say, how do you help a person to understand that what happened to you in the past does not need to be used in an overgeneralized statement? And I was not foreseeing to share something so sensitive, but let us talk about this since I am trauma-informed for a minute. We have people that come from households of childhood abuse and neglect. That includes rape within the family and or other, not just that, because we have parents selling their children, uh, not necessarily in the West, I think, but still there's other ways that certain types of abuses take place. And I don't want to, again, make it about that, but when this happens, those children that grow up are human beings who get treated like scum of the earth and get judged and get labeled as promiscuous, maybe, that's a kind word, compared to things that I've seen in a day-to-day -day when I'm walking just random streets and I, a trauma-informed person who is, yes, a 5D mystic, but that doesn't have anything to do with why I have the ability to be compassionate. What has everything to do with it is my choice in my brain, Maria's brain, to decide how not to. I did get taught not to cast a stone by Jesus, that's true. But my heart as a child and then growing up continued to maintain that this is the alignment of your own staying, excuse me, in alignment with the Purusha Prakriti, that people who can do all the yoga they want, if they can't walk in the streets and be in a state of compassion, they've not yet embodied not only their ventral vagal nervous system as an adult in equanimity, but also their enlightenment soul age group for sure. Because it is when you can walk amongst the people in the absence of looking at any other human being with an assumption or a thought in your brain or your body. And that is not a straightforward thing. What I mean by that is it takes time for you to choose consistently to trust the human species. 
which is our species. But of course, there's a body that began as an infant with a brain, and that then went into the world. And some people, they do the human suffering narrative, and they call it the big bad world. And here you go. Betrayed by one person, their global conclusion is you can't trust anyone. Michael Yafko. And on that note, that is a sentence that never crossed my mind personally because I don't do the global cognitive style. I do the let me think in a way of a normal grounded person, which is I'm not going to generalize just because one person doesn't know how to be emotionally mature and an open-hearted three-year-old heart, spontaneous, enjoy the game of life. I don't have to be in the same boat. In fact, I won't. I will learn that you have the human suffering narrative, and so do you, and so do you. And I will not engage in telling you to have a human love narrative. Don't tell me, though, to have your global overgeneralized thinking narrative, which keeps you, by the way, stuck in post-traumatic stress. It's not a disorder. You're just keeping yourself safe as you relive any one of those experiences as the abuse or neglect and the terror. That's why we have good therapists. That way people can get out of living a life that is imprisonment inside of their body or living a life where they continue to re-traumatize themselves in codependent, not really great relationships. You know how many people I know that are interested in these topics when presenting to them how they can navigate the inner world of them better? Hmm, let me not spell that one out, shall I, my lovely community, because it's very interesting when you see people's eyes rolling. <laughs> on data that could help them to live happily ever after inside their body and with the people around them and the world and not do what the 4D does. Spiritual warfare, we're going down and under. Everybody's gonna die. And there are actual people that do that, oh my gosh. And there are also people, not mystics, who have others, <laughs> let's not go there, huh? I'm gonna stay out of that one because that one's even more heated if you ask me. When I think about the other stuff, yeah, ancient silverbacks, I don't know which one's worse, the witches from the way back when who are also prophets <laughs> or the ancient silverbacks. And I'm laughing because seriously, that's the two groups right there. Oh, they all look the same, but they are so different and their stories, wow. Okay, so I am going to hopefully have gotten rid of any person who thinks the devil is real because, you know, as a mystic, I know the plane of the mind's eye, but believe me, devil, not the same thing. <laughs> no, not even close. And on that note, what I love more than anything is the intellectual and emotional intelligence of people. And I have a uh, conversation that came into my brain before I began this channeled message, and it obviously always happens right on purpose, okay? So a very, very good friend of mine, they have a beautiful intellect, beautiful imagination, beautiful everything. But then again, I'm biased like that. All people are beautiful, but this is a savvy brain, okay? You can always tell when you got a savvy brain and a humorous one. Okay, so when three-year-old hearts get together and they both and or more have savvy brains, oh, the play on words, it's like, making a good spaghetti and sauce. I'm, I'm Neapolitan, partly Italian, but yes, Neapolitan. That's the blood and of the Vesuvius and the passion and the La Dolce Vita. So long story short, when I think of intellect, this, this brain is a very sweet, sweet, savory intellectual brain. So they know how to play with the words and the joy and have fun and to speak truths as well, by the way. <laughs> so that's why it's nice when you get that sweet blend. And on that note, as any smart person will know, 
the world will come to an end eventually. It's just not today. But eventually the sun will go out and uh, I forget how it will go out. And then the earth will no longer be. And, and we will have hopefully enough science to get people off the planet. I know how much the 4D think that science is wanting to get rid of our divinity. They don't know that divinity has nothing to do with a entity up above or down below that we are energy one and that um, the sphere of consciousness which is an intelligence I'm a Reiki practitioner and I'm a Chandler and I'm a tarot reader and I'm an Akashic record reader and I have a relationship with I like to use the word Akash because I know that within the realm of the spirituality group said guru they're open to different interpretations in the absence of having their institution is not one that um, incriminates and discriminates creative reflection and expansion. Unfortunately, the rigid ancient silverbacks from the rigid medieval times, who in fact come from the Dark Ages, but that's because we were an ignorant species. So there's a lot of ways people talk about all these institutions. I don't do conspiracies. So I know that we were a species that was ignorant and things were built and they have their own time and da 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 So rigid institutions, they discriminate. In fact, so much so that they hide books from us, which is why the minute that I figured out, mm, there's not this evil thing this way. I don't know what's the deal. I just know I choose love and not those people because they're not actually bringing forth, forgive them for they do not know, walk with all the people. No, they're actually casting stones left and right, and they're just finding a very many ways to excuse themselves for behavior that. And there's our broken-hearted three-year-olds who don't believe in humanity, and they don't trust anyone except for whoever it is that did the shiny, shiny, and it's not a false little light from, you know, 4D likes to talk about, reptilians taking over and <laughs> people sucking out your energy oh my gosh i'm still thinking about that lady oh man when people talk about this stuff i'm like what the hell how do you even think that's possible do not own your body and i was introduced thank you trauma experts to pseudo aliveness and i'm like okay now i'm understanding why so when people have trauma that they're not healing and they navigate their default mode network by re-exposing themselves to whatever their traumatic experience. Since when you're an infant, you're not really speaking much. You're, you're feeling your nervous system. So there's a bunch of things I could present, which I don't want to. I want to close this and move into our happy three-year-old love narratives because they, the people who want to suffer are not in the seat of a good therapist that helps them to get out of their childhood trauma. They choose to do the global cognitive style. They choose their ancient silverback or their ancient witch, whatever prophet, whoever it is, that's shiny, shiny. They got a pain point together. The pain point is we're all together as rescuers of some group that we've decided or theme that needs rescuing against a big bad villain called the human species or, uh, you know, polyamory for the monoamory ones who are like, ah, how dare they? enjoy many loves how could they dare expand the the, the word loved <laughs> to more than one person and oh my gosh i'm i'm on a roll today people oh it's so nice to be a grown-up and so yes a grown-up who can think and play with words but in a way that's actually fun and smart because i i have information in my back pocket but don't ask me to prove it because i won't I'll be more like, you know what, I'm a dum-dum. Uh, call me that my ass is falling out of my head or what? just use any name. You, you can even insult me. I, I want out. I, I don't want to play with you <laughs> because you're going to bore me to the death of me and, and I don't want that. 
So I, I'm okay with you actually insulting me. And the more that you don't like me, the better. That way I don't even have to be in the spot of looking at you with the dead eyes of a person. And I was a little teenager <laughs> when people would tell me things. And I was like, I don't know about that, but okay. Okay, so let's get into our channel guidance. And I will leave you all hanging with whatever. But we are people who know that we can trust anyone we decide to. Because trust is not about you telling me the truth. It's, I can see right through you. Mm, you don't have to believe me. And again, and I don't have to make it a point to prove anything. Because I can see you with my eyes, people. <laughs> And I can feel with my heart because I have a nervous system like you do. And both of ours are worn on our faces. So I'm okay with mine. Are you okay with yours? Are you trying to hide yours? If you are, it's okay. I, I won't tell on you because I won't even tell you what I notice because I'll realize the minute I begin to interact with you if you're having fun or if you're not. And if you're not, I'm going to be okay with not needing to know what's going on in your brain because I'm pretty sure my brain is going to be a lot more fun than yours is. No, I don't really care about your brain, that's all. I don't care what's in your brain. It's your brain, not mine. So you can live the reality you want. I'm going to go do, 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 and continue living my subjective reality. Okay, so again, no evil, no devil, no demon. A lot of people with unresolved trauma, childhood trauma, and abuse and neglect, which is serious business. And on that note, I'm here for the human love narrative. Those of us who are Zen masters and are actually smart asses because we have smart faces. So our asses are just as smart as our face and we're good with all of the right silence because we really don't want to waste our time with people who have a shitty narrative and don't want to get good therapy. And on that note, if we have problems with people physically, we call the law and that's it. I don't need to cast a stone on you. I will call the law on you and you will be where hopefully you'll get good help. And that is all because that's what society does. We protect each other. We don't need to gossip or be children or be assholes about anything, especially people who don't know that every human began life as a zero-year-old and that there is not this whole devil, demon, and plane in the sense of a real deal that somebody bored this. Ah, let me tempt you. No, we have actual good answers for what happens when people have trauma. It's called an inner critic and outer critic shame cycle. Their implicit memory is a lot of shit. Their right brain did not get the stimuli needed in order for them to have a corpus callosum that was grown correctly, a hippocampus that was grown correctly, a prefrontal cortex that was grown correctly, and I don't want to be a teacher right now. So on that note, if you have questions about humanity and how all people are people, please go and learn from good therapy information. And do know that they have subject matter experts in their same field who don't believe in them. They're called the ancient silverback subject matter experts, and you can go find them to confirm your own negative thoughts about people if you want and having said that some of us know that people who want to become people are actually ready for the deep dive of their emotional plane and so on that note we only talk in a way of are you ready to take on your heart and and share it with others yes or no you don't okay ciao you can go now because you're not a human love narrative this is for people who love people and they don't want to be with the stars, by the way, because you won't know about your future. I mean, you will if you're a mystic like I am. <laughs> I know my future husband. I don't know who my kids are yet. I haven't figured that one out. But I know who the other people are from my future, too. And I know who's not going to be in my future, even though I haven't been able to, you know. So here's where. Let's get into it, shall we? 
I have a big ship that I'm on. So I, I have a bunch of people. I don't know all of them. I'm not going to try and hone in on that dream just so that I can pinpoint how many from this lifetime are going to be in my future <laughs> lifetime. That's a lot of waste of time. It's unnecessary because I won't even remember being Maria. So really, it doesn't matter. Plus, it's in my mind's eye. So again, uh, it's not, I don't need to spend time there. Mm. But I do love to share with the people that are in the future. They, they know who they are. And there's only one of my friends that I haven't shared with yet. And that's because he's busy with his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to tell him that. The one friend, remember, that, that, that I didn't talk to for five years? Yeah, he, he's the one. And I, I will have a blast when I tell him about this one because he's basically living <laughs> the shitty lifestyle, quote-unquote, that he wanted to live this lifetime. But he finally succeeds in living it in his future lifetime. And I, I know he's going he's gonna to laugh so hard. So on that note, enough about the funny bits of, of today's episode. When you are able to be a person who is here with life and know that people have their stories and to basically choose to live an open-hearted relationship, it means you know how to talk about things with the people that you love and that none of us are perfect. And so as a teenager, we all will have used the words, ah, oh, they betrayed me, right? Oh, this and that. As you move into your grown-up land, either organically or you get good therapy, and then you move into just organically knowing how to speak to people and have fun. I would say that I've reached the beautiful sweet spot right about now, the past couple years, thanks to having the trauma experts inform me that I'm just a securely attached person who knows how to handle healthy self-worth. That's it. So it's like, okay, wow, so all of the charges or whenever I get rigid, that's because of the teenager version of me with my three-year-old being in my nervous system. Hmm, okay, that sounds pretty right. I'm, I'm cool with being a grown-up with my brain and my body because I like it. And so there you go. And there's a very straightforward and easy way to say, hey, guess what? Yeah, I'm a 5D mystic. <laughs> I've been starting to introduce that to people. And uh, that's because of being a supporter for those who are mystics to move into 5D plane. And to share that there's not devil, evil, none of that. Some people are not 5D mystics. They're 4D mystics. And they, in fact, will say, no, no, but... I don't think it's going to go that way. And then we keep talking about things and there you go. And on that note, they don't trust humanity. In fact, you can always tell because they're crapping on people. And they're not fun to be around when they're crapping on people because there's the whole superhero, supervillain and rescuer. So, you know, you got a codependent person who's now tainting everything with the trauma of their own heartbreak and betrayal and whatever. And they're projecting it upon the entire globe and they're tainting the entire globe and humanity and life with that and there you go the human suffering narrative is really boring but we have to sit there when they begin because otherwise we'd be insensitive assholes and so we will have learned I started as a teenager and now I'm a grown-up and I actually don't even think of any of what I just described it's like pretty much what oh wow that I, wow I'm so sorry Shit, that really sounds horrible. I am going to give you a hug right now because that's the only thing I can do to help you maybe feel better. And I really, really hope that you can find your way into the big bad world. And we are serious, which is why people who are those three-year-olds 
will not notice. Now, the only people who do notice, and what I love more than anything about my friends are the ones who I'm friends with. And they're like, what? You, I think you think something more. One of my friends comes to my mind. But see, he's my friend for a reason. And that's why I totally understood when he said to me certain things and just explored. And I'm like, I'm not, how do I explain this? I just want to have fun in life. I love, that's it. I, I, I have no other agenda except to be a dumb-dumb. <laughs> okay, so when you're just having fun with your loved ones, you're not trying to prove anything. So my friend got to know me and they're like, okay, you're, you're not dumb, but you are dumb, but you're not dumb. And he doesn't actually call me dumb. But when I say I'm dumb, I know because his brain works with logic. And anybody who works with logic, you know, you get a dream where you're going to be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you're dreaming. Wake up. Wake up out of the dream because they have some other stuff that they get to see. Uh, that's, that's why we complement each other. Some people are doers and dreamers. Some of us are dreamers and doers, and it does make a difference. So on that note, though, we complement each other and we have each other's quote-unquote back in a way of helping us to decipher. And no, the reality is actually, I'm going to say, people who are able to be there in a dance... They don't do, let me tell you what I see. No, a doer dreamer is not going to tell me, the dreamer doer, that I need to be a doer dreamer. They're going to just leave it alone and they have my back. That's it. Like I, a dreamer doer, won't necessarily do to the doer dreamer, you have to see it my way. Okay, so what I'm trying to get at is we... Don't tell each other how to see life when you accept differentiation and linkage. We play with each other's ways of seeing life, and there's a dance that happens because of having that type of fun. And in this, uh, it's a beautiful energy when you are those. And again, I'm thinking specifically how amazing it is to be in a year that I know those who do the human suffering narrative think we're going to hell or we are there that's because they want to see the past return and it won't and uh, that's about it for that stuff when you get to build relationships because of you standing your ground and being yourself it's because you get to clear out that which does not serve you, not because the universe or source or anyone is testing you. So the difference between a functional adult and an adaptive child is that the functional adult leads themselves. Mystic or not, you have your emotions in your hands and your thoughts. So you know how to play the game of life with spontaneity. And like I said, doers and dreamers and dreamers and doers, they're on both ends enjoying 24 hours because that's what they have. And they're proactively participating with fun in life because why not? Unless you are under the sky and in physical danger, which some people we know are, and we want that to stop. The people who are dreamers and doers and doers and dreamers want that to stop. It does not matter how. We don't give a shit of sides. We do not want to see what is unnecessary dysfunction dysregulated and physical stuff like that we're at a time where we have a level of intelligence that has gone into we know how we can talk better 
And on that note, we are not there just yet, but we will get there, thanks to all hands on deck for the human love narrative people, not the ones who continue to yell and take sides. Those people are the ones that the intelligent ones who wander can see clearly how do we get to bring things together that's uh, something different. And what we really need are more true leaders in positions that make, and that's what we don't have right now, but we have a lovely human love narrative mass. The masses of the people who believe in humanity and who are tired of seeing something. And uh, that's basically the shiny, shiny and the hiney people. And anyways, let's again too much going on in the world, but we will see it dismantle and we will see the benefits of expansion of consciousness and humanity. So people who are healed and not in a trauma uh, recovery group, because the people who need bystanders to take their side, they are basically just like, here, we are the superheroes and they're the supervillains and they're busy with that. And we're not busy. We see, okay, so we got a group over there, another one over there. Okay, how, wait, where is the, so I'm not in that actually seat. I'm not in those seats, but I'm pretty sure that there are some people in those seats and they're talking important talks to important people. So we're going to get there. One-on-one. Mm. -on -one. So what do we get to do? We get to try and live life as quote-unquote small people and to help each other and i laugh because you know the small people we're not small we all have important roles but small meaning not heads of certain types of situations because in this case i'm channeling guidance for you on a personal development level and relationships and supporting you to expand so on a small level because it's one person and one person cannot make a difference we make a difference with the eight billion plus of us that's how it works so but one and two and three right so we can we can all 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 hands on deck count everything matters step by step okay so when already in your own neighborhood and in your own nuclei you can help someone heal from trauma and or you can just support people to live within their life a better life that has made a difference for someone and that's why I say small we can recognize that some people they play a bigger role on larger scheme of things but so do the small people and it is from the bottom up that stuff goes top down meh, not as much even though it would seem so but the more of us who can stand together and talk about differences in the midst of change and then make uh, expanded conversations, the more we can just allow ourselves to move in a new direction. And so the politicians will follow and so will the globe. It's already here pretty much. So societally, our culture is more open to diversity such as polyamory and monoamory, such as gray, asexual, asexual, or I forget there's other ones, but there's also polygamy, right? And then we also have the pronouns and we have the way of some people not feeling that they're part of the gender. I don't know all the terminology. And so this is a very big deal for groups of people that don't have their self 
in a whole three-year-old heart who can stand up and say, yes, this is who I am, and I understand that you are not here, and that's okay. Independently from how a person will have shown you, I don't accept you, I don't validate you, I reject you, I am disgusted by you, I, whatever it is, a whole three-year-old heart can look at a person that's doing that and look at them with the wholeness that they are, which is a human being who comes from a time that is no longer, at least for you, but that they identify with it. And because you're able to actually have what's called healthy self-worth, you're not reactive. You're not even responsive, if you will. The minute that you completely have accepted who you are as a mature emotional adult, so that's why it is thanks to your entire playground of years however old you are depends when you get to equanimity and how you get here but the more you do it the more you get how do you do it if somebody says I don't like you or how about this you know that you don't match up with the needs that somebody else has okay so I'm going to use my personal teenage story a little bit from the teenager boyfriend, the regular listeners note, but I won't give details. It's unnecessary. I want to just give an equation. And that would be of my awareness of the aspects that I brought to the relationship and the aspects that were missing that are culturally different that they wanted, but they knew they could not get because I told them I'm not jealous. I don't own you. You're your own person. I have compersion and want you basically to be happy with your life and I will therefore support you the same way I expect you to support me. And that's where the support was always given. The adhering to being whole in, of course, a respectable manner always, but there were missing pieces and on my end, no big deal. I'm very independent though, meaning my excitement for life, my studying all of the things that I wanted to bring forth, I can bring and could bring forth with or without them. They did not impact my life in this arena. If you don't support me, I'm not going to be, oh my gosh, now I want to change my mind because you're not telling me. No, you don't actually don't. What do you want? <laughs> I already know where I'm going. What do you want? Okay, so this is where the difference lies. Uh, what I can say is, for example, there, there were comments in, in the arena of he is, or used to be, he, does, he didn't do anything with this, um, but his arts as a person who voice and uh, instruments. And so I got teased because I'm not actually a good singer at all. I have not. And I do remember not singing because of him being in that place of reminding me what a bad singer I was. But I won't say that. I was like, oh, how awful. He doesn't like my singing. No, but it didn't help to support my confidence, right? So what could have been different? Let's say the ideal situation would have been, you know, I love singing, and I noticed that you could use your vocal cords this way. What do you say that I, I share? Oh, maybe, but even not, okay? And, and here's where teasing to me is actually something fun. So that's why for the teenager, it's normal to be like, oh, no, I can't sing well, you know, and to feel that way. As a grown-up, I still don't sing well. 
But if somebody says, oh my gosh, your voice is horrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. It's like my penmanship. <laughs> Go try figuring out. I can't read my writing sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck did you write, Maria? How did you write this? <laughs> and I don't know what I wrote. And here's what a grown-up feels like. So those charged, and actually they're not charged once you're the adult. Those states of self, as Daniel Siegel presents, they're verbs. They're not nouns. They're not fixed. When you're emotionally maturing yourself, that means you have a relationship with who you are. Use your name. I have a relationship with myself emotionally, which is, yeah, I don't know how to sing. <laughs> and as a teenager, I remember choosing not to sing in a way of having been told by the lovely partner, you, you don't sing well. <laughs> well, you could have been nice about it. You know, that is probably what I said, of, what I said back. But I remember feeling that sense of, oh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to. So embarrassed, I guess, is the word you could use. And that is an immature emotion because it's in a state of fear, if you will. But I still presented and stood up, if you will, again, for myself. Meaning, I didn't feel crappy. I didn't say, I'm unwanted. They don't want me. And on that note, in fact, when they chose another which was my friend, even though they brought them to me, that that person became my friend. And we're still all friends, by the way. But for a very, pretty much long time, <laughs> the people, because we're all family, they use this wording. You let him get away. Like at least two, if not three or four times, uh, this was spoken to me in the years to come. And every time those words were spoken, I would say I was not holding them by a leash. <laughs> I do not feel that I would need to let uh, anyone get away from anything because that's not how in my book of relationships or relationship at the time it works. And also what I said is they did me a favor because if it was that easy to take them, obviously there's no character. And I don't need a person who doesn't have character because I need a person. I have balls. If you don't have balls, well... I'm pretty sure, and I didn't say that because this is family, but I, I was thinking, like, if I need to hold someone by leash, well, no, I, I don't want, that sounds like work. I, I'm not looking for that. <laughs> I don't need to be your babysitter. So the long story short, though, is that the insecure stuff of this person is not mine, was not mine to tend to. It was for them to tend to. It. I didn't get insecure because of a person telling me you can't sing. No, I grew up to know, yeah, I can't sing. I don't want to sing. And if I sing today, I'm going to laugh at myself. I'm still going to know that I have a horrible voice. I don't need to say I have a beautiful... I don't. <laughs> I can put into practice my vocal cords if I want to. I don't want to. So here's where willfully being ignorant or willfully a lot of things, when people want to tease a person who has self-worth, okay, tease me about it. Yeah, it's my weakness. I don't want to make it into strength. I don't care to satisfy what you're... I don't give a shit. <laughs> Why you... You know, this is where some people say, oh, that's you being stubborn and shoot. Yes, yes, it is. Again, my time, 24 hours. You got 24 hours. How about you do what interests you and you leave me to my interests? And here's where the part about knowing that a person can't get away. Yes, this is something that has never been in a mazillion million years, I'm only 43, uh, my uh, thought. When people, oh, they betrayed me, ah, the world. So all these teenagers, as we grew up, would have these sob stories. And I'm like, what is the deal? I was so happy, not even a month out being left by this person. <laughs> I was like, wow. Now I'm living what is actual people who know how to treat a person. 
you, I don't even know why. Oh, well, we were small. We were little, 15, 16. We grew up together. That's why. Okay, that makes complete sense. So we got to get out of, you know, the little childish. And, and so on that note, when, again, repeated, you let them get away. You didn't compromise. Whenever someone would try to basically shame, blame, fault, or no, revenge, no, but they would consistently bring it back to here. I would consistently bring it back in a way of thank you so much for this thought, but that's not how partnerships work to me. Now, to me, this is what works. You accept me, I accept you, that's it. It didn't work, it's okay, we are different people, no big deal. There's no need to talk about why something didn't work because the reality is it didn't work because the other person didn't want to make it work but also again uh, it's two people who choose to tangle because they enjoy to tangle together and securely attached people don't move into becoming the oh I can't trust anyone anymore because my boyfriend as a teenager or my husband did this or my 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 one okay yeah and thank goodness we have polyamory now because that way smart people who are securely attached that's why they're stable mature adaptive rational and teachable can actually have options now a person who is securely attached and monogamous for example and wanting to be they can be smart too and if their person ends up, let's say, cheating and betraying, they won't be like, shame on you. They'll be like, okay, mm, let's talk about this because obviously something's missing from our relationship. What do we want to do to try and figure this out? Because I don't want a polyamorous relationship. I want a monoamorous relationship, for example. And that's for those people to figure out. Some people instead, they have a polyamorous and a monoamorous together because again securely attached people know their healthy self-worth they're not superior or inferior they're not comparing themselves to other partners they're not afraid of losing people you can't lose a person that's my point you only choose a person and then you choose together if you are both bringing joy and in fact here's where compersion okay so if you if any person in my life doesn't support what i want I don't need to hear it. And I'm saying from my personal experience to you, to my lovely listeners, no matter what has ever been shared with me, it is not affecting my enjoyment of whatever my brain is intellectually and or emotionally stimulated by. Your words mean nothing to my brain. Not because you mean nothing. No, because I'm a differentiated self. This is what it's called to be a self that knows your name and to then continue to move into here, enlightenment the human way. And that's because you're not breaking someone down by telling them what you like or don't like. This is a whole three-year-old heart. I'm speaking to you from a space of when one loves themselves without the confusion, which is you're in another body and you have another head. And what you just spoke, in fact, is not mine. It's yours. So what do I need to do with it? Nothing, actually not even a little bit of anything. That's, that's exactly why it's just words in air. So when we have that predisposition, a person will see it very clearly. And that's why some people mistaken confidence for other stuff. We won't get into that one. And the smart faces people, they know about somatic empaths because they're somatic empaths too. They're Zen masters. They will look in the eyes of any person with compassion. 
that's what it is to be a smart faces. It's not about you having the ability to strategically do omnipotent. No, the only people who are strategic like that are people who have not a secure attachment and they are in their amygdala, in fact. And they have a very different feeling when they are in the presence of playing with words, meaning having fun with people and getting to know each other. It's unfortunate, but that's not for our group. Our group enjoys interacting and worst case scenario, quote unquote, is you find out you are not actually interested in, you know, the same things or something. <laughs> so nobody gets heartbroken in the way of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to find love again because you know that you are love. That's the grown up relationship. And so, yeah, we don't need a script from the securely attached uh, therapist people, but we can provide one to those who ask. And so here's where when you are a person who gets told, you know, if only you had done X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G. Nah, well, I did it because that's not who I am. So, yeah, no, no, I, I'm good over here with my choices. I'm, I'm quite a-okay. Actually, you know, what I noticed is that that's not a person that committed to any of what they said they would do. But I see that they're very happy, and, and I'm happy to see them happy. So aren't they happy? And the equations of the in-between of happiness, eventually, finally, the full circle. So when people can accept that people have taken their young charged parts and have made choices and are in a space of having the life they want like my one friend that i didn't talk to for five years to the teenage boyfriend who is a grown-up now and those are the two examples that i used in our channeled guidance so yeah both are living soulless is the word that i'm going to use because they're not the expanded version of the piece of energy they came into this life with. But this is a subjective opinion. It is not a truth. And it is only of one observer from the external. And so this is why it matters not. It matters not to those who are living their life because to them, it's not soulless. They're living the life that they can explain to you. Okay, so knowing how to express an opinion also make sure you understand it's subjective and then share it's not a truth it's a opinion based on my subjective experience people who don't like these types of conversations it's because they think it's playing with words but the reality is we all live based on emotions that are within and so some of us just have a better way of trying to want to express it with more people others they don't have the desire to and so they have only you know the generalizations and stereotypes and all, all people fit this category and they choose to fit those categories and so that's why we have a lot of differences going on the adaptive children emotionally gay they get rigid and they get harsh and they want to keep things in boxes because boxes give you what it's like a drawing it gives you and it paints a picture if you didn't have the lines you wouldn't know what you're looking at right you look at a blank page you'd have to use your brain to think of something so it's only natural that consciousness in order to express itself and we are conscious beings and i don't want to get philosophical on us so when we're dealing with people we all have where we've come from i'm going to leave it at that and we can choose how to do grown-up talk and some people, they will be okay with it, and some they won't because they're not interested in navigating and drawing outside the lines. 
When we meet that, the grown-ups know how to say, you know what, okay, I get it. You don't like to draw outside the lines. I do. How do we find the in-between? Do we want to keep talking together? Okay, so when it comes to romance, that's a very different story, for example, because you need to be able to actually have fun. And if I want to draw outside the lines and you can't have fun with me, then we obviously don't draw the same painting, okay? So it's not about losing people. It's that there's a different reality and a different way of experiencing life and that vibration is not about some people being higher <laughs> the 4d uh, meaning that you don't need to vibe in a way of a higher or lower it's more of do you one accept who you are as an adult emotionally speaking and when somebody says i don't like you are you able to say wow that's that's cool what don't you like about me? I'm curious now. Tell me. Tell me more. Because you don't have an ego self that gets offended like a three-year-old. Because you're an adult with your three-year-old heart. To get here, that's why you can thank your oversoul. <laughs> it's called your family and friends. And that's only though once you have self-worth in the forefront. So if you have had, instead of self-worth, the other stuff, you're going to want a good therapist first and get out of dysfunctional, dysregulated patterns that come from a household where you were put into a position that is not nice, and so many are still there. So we don't have to be comparing ourselves to anyone. Some people move into the human love narrative. Some do not. It's not uh, a must. 5D is not a must. You navigating your ventral vagal nervous system is not a must. You having fun with words and people is not a must. The world is going to keep moving forward and we're going to keep seeing the transformation and we're going to keep doing what we can to bring forth peace and harmony as we always have because that's our species evolution. It's very straightforward where we have come from and where we're headed. The only people who don't understand this, they make up stories or excuse me, they use ancient texts, biblical, prophetic, uh, esotericism. They use all the different texts in the world. And no, not the sciences people who use the biblical texts, meaning those people can just join the bandwagon of the uh, ancients. The people who are of the present are the ones who say, hey, we can get there, people. Here's what we are. We are all human beings. Our birthright is our restorative embodied self. It's a ventral vagal nervous system. We can get here, our mammalian heritage. We have many tools and techniques that support personal development, healing of trauma, we can work to create technology. We can all the doers and dreamers and dreamers and doers are actively together saying we can do this, people, because we didn't go into the generalized thinking, human sack, you're crappy. We're not actually trying to recover from trauma. We don't have a heartbreak, trust break with our species. And so we believe because we are possible because we have what's called healthy self-worth and we use our integrated brain. That's your optimized human being experience. So all people can move here and we'll close on out with the fact that when you lead with a heart that is whole, then you have relationships that are fun. There is no drama. There's no betrayal, that word. So my teenage boyfriend in my book didn't betray me. As a grown-up, I can look to the past and remember some parts of those emotional moments and they were never oh my gosh let me talk about you as a horrible human being no <laughs> the minute that even came out of whoever it is pro probably as a teenager I was like what are you talking about if I'm with them they're not obviously I'm not with a person who is horrible if they were horrible I wouldn't be with them uh, I'm not a person who actually wants my own 
unhappiness that sounds stupid in my book like why would I be with you trust I don't need to do anything about you lying to me uh, you haven't lost my trust you've just shown me that you don't know how to tell me the truth two different things and here's where once they became a pattern I even knew okay so this time at least they're breaking up with me for the summer so they don't have to cheat on me that's better than <laughs> You know, because there wasn't, again, in my time, the polyamory. Otherwise, I'm hoping they would have said, hey, let's go polyamory, Maria, because I, I want this way. And maybe I would have said yes, or maybe I would have said, you know what, no. But I would have been given another option. So I was happy one of the summers. He broke up with me. And I'll never forget calling him with a bunch of my friends. And he told, I don't know which one of my friends he told to give me coffee. <laughs> I just know that. That was so teenagerish. But yes. Teenager years, hmm. I'd say I'm happy to be grown up. I was happy to be a teenager too, but I'm happier to be an emotional grown up. It's a lot more fun to be able and harness your actual lovely brain and all of that which the self is because you live deeply and richly. Teenager, you have what's going on is the different hormones changing. We have a pruning process in our brain, so we're looking to be accepted by our peers. We obviously will have a level of insecurity. This is only natural. If you think that you didn't have it, I don't think you know what it is to be a teenager, right? So I knew I was a teenager. In fact, you know all about those stories, but I also didn't know. Uh, no, I didn't confuse love. And so we'll close on out with this one, the story that I've shared more than once. I would flirt with this tall guy. I really liked him, and he was an asshole. He would continuously remind me that we could not be an item because it would look aesthetically unpleasing, not to mention this is hilarious because one of my longest boyfriends was a guy, and he still is very tall. <laughs> You'd see the giant and the, and the little kid. <laughs> In fact, from behind, we did not look like a couple. I'm sure people are like, what is that man doing? Why is he hugging? You know, because that's how big of a difference there was whenever we were around with each other. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, so long story short, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Shoot. Oh, yes. Back. I got it back. This asshole would tease about this stuff. And I remember knowing this isn't love because a person who loves you is not going to actually make what is a quote-unquote flaw be something that they hold as uh, against you and saying, Here's what, when you love, what you do is actually share support in a very specific way while teasing about stuff, but not holding something against another person in a way of, um, I don't know how to better expand on this, except for when it was happening, I didn't really give a shit because as teenagers, again, and even as an adult, uh, at the same time, as an adult, it happens in a lot of a different way. Meaning, I'll be like, yeah, are you done fucking with me? <laughs> That's what happens as a grown-up. It's like, I can tell that you're not invested in this. We're just teasing and it's great and dandy. As a teenager, I just knew that's not what love is. To a person who's going to make it very clear that they won't be with me because aesthetically it's unpleasing. You, you don't know how to love, that's for sure. And it's okay because I won't be <laughs> invested in that relationship because it's not going to be supporting who I am. Healthy self-worth is something that a securely attached person will hold and present. 
to themselves, not to another person. We don't project it. We don't say, you're an asshole, you know that? No, it's, huh, this is not what love is. It's fun. I'm going to have fun like you're having fun. And I'm going to know that you don't actually know how to share with another person the joys of life. There is something called low self-esteem, passive aggressive. And really what it is, is that person was also treated with those manners. Envy, jealousy, spite, low self-esteem, any person who objectifies another. There's a lot of different labels people use. I don't use labels. What I know is that any human being who doesn't know how to treat another person and validate them in a way of, in a way of valuing, ah, shit, the word, giving value to human life, being humble, an actual enlightened person, a grown-up, spiritually or humanly, because they're one and in the same, is an individual who says, you're a person like I am. I am decent and I'm whole and I know that if you are a person who has envy or jealousy, you have low self-esteem. It ain't cultural. No, no, no. You have some shit going on in your body and I'm sharing this with my lovely listeners because I know this from my trauma-informed courses. They all speak the same thing. And so if you do not have secure attachment, if you do not have the potential of having the first three years of that lovely life of yours with an implicit memory that allows you to feel whole and giggly and, and safe. And then, so if there's, there's equations to why people like this, this boy, <laughs> and he's not the only boy who was like that. Um, there's worse types. This was not even one of the quote unquote worst because I would not be around worse. And I won't share that story, but I, as a kid, knew exactly what I would not be surrounded by because I figured it out in that first year of life as a teenager. And to this day, there are people, they think, because I'm compassionate personally, that I don't see things. I've noticed that they don't see things. They see things based on who fits their bill. Meaning, if this person behaves X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G ways, they have a little bit of a blinder going on. If they do X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G, then those are not good. And as a teenager, I recognize doing that because of being taught it. And in time today, I'm not blind. I won't ever point these things out to people because it's not necessary. We're not living in the movies, but I'll shortly close it up right now. Just because a person will be doing certain things does not make them unreliable or shitty. And just because another person instead is doing certain things doesn't make them reliable. And when people are confused by the two, it's because they are following the external and they don't see the internal. Now, I am a observer and there are some things that are immediately in my awareness as I get older and I'm trauma-informed, and that is how you are reacting and or responding. And if your body is open to or closed. Okay, so I can tell when a person actually will go in to quote-unquote save the day versus one that's speaking from their mouth but is actually not going to. And others are very confused because of the external appearance and because of what comes out of the mouth and the behavior and patterns from the outside. And our, the nervous system is what leads you. It's not your mouth. Your left mode can do whatever the hell you want. It is in the moment of 
something happening that you will notice the people who are going to be responding. And in fact, if you learn anything about neuroscience, one of the man, men that I learned from, and this is one of those videos, he was saying people don't choose. They do. That's it. Like I know my body. I know my body, how it works. The first moment of danger, I wait and look. And then from that, it's my body noticing immediately if there's no physical threat then I start to see what can I do to step in and uh, can I use my mouth because really that's the only thing I can use is my words and my mannerisms and then to try and do something but if it's anything physical I stay away my body freezes and actually it wants to push and pull me backwards versus forward so again this is just a side note but if you're aware of your body movements with your humanity in the forefront and you don't bullshit yourself you know that FYI, emotions lead you. So wholeness is a very specific thing. We talk all about it. And I'm just going to close this one out like this. If you have any questions, let me know. And again, be kind, compassionate. Try to support each other. And we'll be back. Have a great day.